0: Hey guys and welcome back to a teenager with your girl the hooligan. How y'all doing? I hope it's going good out there. Um I have not been watching anime. I have been on the reading game right now. Yes, yes. I found two that I wanted to talk about. They'll know they're not in my collections, but they are online and one of them really checked into me by the art style and the other one really did my soul. little bit of justice okay so without further or less like let me introduce you to two super cute uh, manga's Uh, by the way they're not printed so you can find them digitally but uh, sorry one of them if they come out like printed I'm definitely gonna buy I don't give a fuck so the first one to talk about is the one I didn't like as much Okay, and it's called Abe Eibkhan Gami Now or Kon Mi Naguakari Natsu by I'm not going to pronounce that. Anyways, <laughs> and it is currently an ongoing I'm sorry I said it like that. It is currently an ongoing manga where a young lady, a high schooler, if I'm mistaken, first year high schooler, ends up Somehow, in the life of a wannabe, not wannabe, because he is kind of a karate kid, basically. Wow. That's a good explanation. Okay. So let me just go further into this, because you're probably just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Okay. The story goes that there is a young man, and he has kind of like fallen in love. With a girl in his class, because um, the things that she says just make him feel kind of very special. And she, the girl, doesn't really reciprocate his feelings because she's just not attracted to him generally. It's not that he's not attractive. she's just not that's not the kind that's not her cup of tea, you could say. So she keeps trying to like skeet him over, like get him to get the fuck off of her and at first i was like oh this might be interesting and then i started reading it and i was like hey you know this is like kind of problematic and let me let me explain to you my personal reasons why i think it's a little problematic and i didn't like it as much okay so the story begins a little confrontationally she is currently attracted to one of her best friends who is more of a soft ubu boy he doesn't want to be a soft ubu boy but he is a soft ubu boy and she is just kind of like always taking care of him always doting on him always being like super reliable for him right and he kind of takes it for granted and we find out he kind of really isn't attracted to her you know he's just her you know best friend or whatever and one day during, like, class or some shit like that, she ends up taking care of the big guy. And the big guy basically goes, hey, you know, you've made my, like, heartbeat, like, super beat. Like, what you're saying makes me feel very important and I, wanna go, I want to go, I want you to basically, like, fall in love with me. Which, you know, wouldn't be bad in the concept, but the reality was that he was aggressively pushy and like she said like hey you know you're she, she's a little just mental but she, like he's a big muscle man she's really not into that she actually keeps on referring to him as like an eight person and it's very intimidated by really big guys which makes me think that maybe she had like a reason or she just really really doesn't like them but she doesn't seem particularly aggressive towards them, so I just think that she might have had some like bad experiences or just isn't attracted to like really big masculine dudes. And he like aggressively pursues her. And I mean like she's walking, he'll carry her around. She'll he'll like she'll be interested in doing something in a club activities, and he'll be like, No, you're not gonna do it. Like really being overbearing and overprotective and like expecting that she's going to reciprocate his feelings with like just his willpower alone and even though technically it all doesn't sound too bad it's the execution that makes it concerning because she's like viscerally kind of afraid of this guy clearly it goes away with the story but you cannot act that that initial fear isn't there which is funny because um I did read like uh, Honey So Sweet and it does start off with her being like kind of afraid of him, but we realize that she kind of realizes really fast if he's not like that and he just accidentally came off that way, but no, this dude is just just like that, and although his actions are good, his mannerisms aren't, <laughs> so it's quite it's quite problematic to say the least. Like it's definitely something that I would sit there and say like hey if you are gonna read it do keep that in mind that's why I'm like I'm not even really trying to recommend it too so much because it does come off super hyper masculine and like not in a good way but eventually she kind of warms up to him and I only think she really warms up to him because other people start finding him attractive which is another red flag of hers honestly this book is full of red flags but (laughs) it's fantasy so what are we gonna do right but yeah so i'm i'm currently reading it Uh, the best aspect about him like about this whole book is like the family dynamics because uh his family particularly is super fucking funny very charming and honestly that doesn't happen to almost like chapter 15 Or something along those lines where it kind of, like, comes out with his family and, you know, you get to experience his side of, like, the world and why he is kind of what he is like. His family I adore. I found it super funny and charming and very realistic. Um, The romance was kind of lacking for me. After a while, it kind of grew on me, but I'm not going to tell you all to read something, like, fucking five volumes in. To actually start to warm up to a character. Like, that's just... That's beyond expectations. Like, no one's gonna do that. So, if I had to give it a rating... uh, I would have to say that it's... Perhaps a 5 out of 10 on the shoujo scale. Sorry. And a 10 for me is gonna be, like... Beauty is the Beast. Not Beauty the Beast. Beauty is the Beast. Or like I don't know what's a good number I'm trying to look at my series uh definitely not Inuyasha Inuyasha is not like that uh oh here wow there's two cutie in the beast. no that's beauty and beauty is the beast and then the second one here is cutie in the beast those are wonderful romances those I recommend like with my eyes closed to anyone but this one I'm on the fence it's on the fence for me personally, just because of like the toxic masculinity presented in a positive way that can actually be quite troublesome if recreated by the wrong people. But regardless of that, the second one I adored and it's much shorter, but I do highly recommend if you want something short and sweet and sensitive to s- zhizh up your sweetness levels when it comes to romance because you might be like me suffering a little bit um <laughs> it's called uh akirikun wa kai naro senai or akari kan won't be tamed by kappa rapa and you think i'm making fun of it but i'm really not i can't pronounce that shit I don't know how it sounds, so it's very hard. Excuse me. Anyways, what is this about? This is about a girl who kind of has like a sister complex. Because her sister is just very outgoing. She basically is the oldest. She's the youngest sister. And her older sister basically became a star. She's very famous. She's working in dramas now. People love her left and right. And people kind of... Ignore her identity and refer to her as just a sister. So that's tough for her personally. So much so that she cannot accept that someone might actually be more interested in her than her sister. And yeah, it's definitely interesting to say the least, right? Like you already have a lot of personal drama, which is much more than I can say for the the other one. So we have this girl with this, like, personal drama. And she ends up getting spoken to again by this guy who she rejected. And he went on to become an actor. Let me see if I can find the names. Because I'm literally telling you all of this by memory. So give me un segundo. If I'm not mistaken, that is his name. Akari Khan. Washa, yeah, welcome. Okay. See you next As I look this up real quick, real quick. Okay. So... Some people, I'm reading the views right now and someone doesn't like it, but some people don't really like it. But honestly, I thought it was really sweet. Um, Akari is the boy and he is a, now an up and coming actor. He's getting big. He's getting posters. Also, by the way, the art style for this is like Lego just Like, honestly, I'm about to draw this man because it's so well done. Like she made the characters look so beautiful and attractive and you can see like the personality to the way that they act and even the uh, expressions. It was just perfect. Honestly, for me, it was everything. I was just living. So, (laughs) Uh, and they definitely made this guy a bit more on the wildly aggressive, but like still like submissive and breedable type okay i know that sounds terrible but you're gonna have to you're just gonna have to deal with my language right now all right he is in fact chilling and okay let me just fuck it this i'm sorry i'm a hot mess today let me begin the story all right the least i can do for you guys let me begin the story so she is Like basically hit on by this dude and he tells her, hey, I want to go out with you. And she goes, no, there's no friggin' possible way because you want to go. My sister, I know what everyone else does. And he goes, no, I'm interested in you. She basically straight up turns him down. And that leads him to pursue an acting career because he wants to be worthy of her. So he basically is doing a fantastic job being a fucking heartthrob for mad people and eventually this leads him to kind of try and surprise her at home and be like hey girl it's me like happy birthday because it's her birthday and he sees that she's like all alone and she's like it's okay like i'm expecting that my sister's gonna come back and my mom because she's living all on her own my mom basically left her to like help with her sister's career to manage her sister's career which is really fucked up by the way, but okay, whatever. Um <laughs> and he sees that she's all alone and all the food that she made for her own birthday is only food that like her sister likes. And he's like, you know what? I don't I don't like the fact that you're this fucking lonely. Like that's not appropriate at all. Like, so you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna become he's like, What do you want? And she's like, You know what? Like, I want a pet. He was like, "Okay, well, I'll become your pet, basically," which that's why I said submissive and breedable. Anyway, <laughs> oh, I'm going to hell. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so he basically plays this like doggy fantasy role for her, and at first, she's a little like kind of taken back by it because she does see him as a bit of a wild card because he is one. But slowly as they they spend more time together, she starts warming up. And they kind of like start really relying on each other. Because he really wants her to want him. And honestly, she needs the confidence boost. Because, you know, she's a good person. She's just lonely. And this kind of works out for the both of them. But due to him, you know, being like a heartthrob and literally having to get this attention... And literally being on like what's it called billboards, posting super sexy. By the way, gorgeous. She understands that this is his dream. This is what he wants to do. And unfortunately, that means that they can't be together. Because remember, sometimes um certain stars in certain countries are supposed to remain single for like a very long time uh, to kind of like attract that base. Like, a lot of, like, Korean artists, you know, they won't date people or they're not allowed to because they're, you know, they're supposed to have the get loyalty to the fans. I don't understand that, but some countries do work like that, like, do work like that. So, this leads them to have, like, separation. And, by the way, she's, like, 17. The other guy is, like, 18 years old. And we find out that the sister kind of has, like, a crush on this dude. So, it's kind of a really pretty, like, lovely little story. Honestly, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I see that some people didn't like it. They're like, oh, you know, it's stupid. Or, like, he's constantly, like, intruding on her personal life. Uh, yeah, I I see that because I definitely see that with, um, with, uh, he got me now, basically, but. The difference is that he's doing it in a much more gentle way, and is actually giving her space I and mean, being like, "Hey, if you don't want me around, literally, just say that." And when she said, "I don't," he disappears for a while. So that's my point of it. Like, <laughs> that's the part that I find it because I'm like, there's a lot of like tropes when it comes to romance that is problematic in general, and you like, "Yo, like, you don't want to ever deal with that in real life." But in small doses, fantasy is fantasy. And that's why I didn't complain too much about the other one. Because I was like, I do find it very problematic and creepy. But, like, you know, certain people find certain things romantic. And we can suspend our disbelief for certain things. But also acknowledge that certain things just cross barriers for us. And that's the thing. Certain things cross barriers for other people. That This one crossed some barriers for people. Honestly, for me, it's in it. I really enjoyed it. I thought it was soft and very romantic and very cute. And honestly, I wish to purchase it. Uh, That's on me, clearly. But, you know, if you want to check it out, do so. See if it's like your cup of tea. If not, then you know what? It's not. Read the synopsis. See if you like it. The last book I actually read is... um, What's it? Oh, how do I pronounce this again? kanji girl? Uh damn it. Monster Girl. It's literally made it's literally called Monster Girl. Kaiju. There you go. Fucking dumbass. I'm a fucking dumbass. Don't mind me. Um Kaiju Girl. <laughs> I'm like it literally translates to Monster. Uh oof. I got volume one and two on a whim. In Barnes and Nobles, I had been eyeing it for a while now. You guys know it because I said it a really long time ago. If you were around for that shit, I said I was interested in it. Right. Well, I was actually able to find a volume one, and my friend had a discount, so I definitely bought it. Now, what do I have to say for it? I regret not buying it earlier. Holy sh! I'm absolutely fucking in love. All right much like the last story i don't know what is with me and dudes intruding on personal life i don't i don't personally like that but apparently in fantasies i just love it that makes no but that may actually that actually makes some sense i'm just self-evaluating right now so just join me on this journey right now that does make some sense for me i mean all the fucking fanfic i write these dudes just basically pop up out of nowhere and it's like, hey, let me give you a good time, baby girl. I guess I like that shit. Anyways. But in like a respectful way. Irrespectful way. I don't like that disrespectful shit. Anyways, back to what I was saying originally. Kaiju girl is a super cute um manga that is physical. Unlike the other ones, is definitely physical. And it is just so effing fucking cute. Oh, let me explain, okay? First off, the little monster girl, super adorable. With the purple hair and the little horns and the oversized sweater dress. This is a 10 out of 10. It's a fucking look. Okay? And the dude, she likes super cute super fanboy, I love it. All right, so let's get on get us started. All right. Kaiju Girl is about clearly a Kaiju girl. She <laughs> she's like a little monster chick and we don't know why exactly she's like that. And I feel like they keep trying to hint towards it, but they don't actually go for it. So I hope by volume 3 when I hopefully pick it up, it will explain. And she is kind of like a loner because She does have the, like, morphing abilities into some kind of a kaiju, some kind of Godzilla-looking thing. And sometimes her hand will be affected, or sometimes she'll grow a tail, or she'll get scales. Like, so she tries to keep herself, like, very covered and on her own, because one time she had a bad experience, and she did that as a kid, and only, like, I think it was, like, her hand that changed, and... People, kids around her kind of freaked out and ever since then she's just decided that like with her mom to just kind of like avoid people interactions because apparently her transformation is affected by her emotional state. So she kind of keeps herself a little numb and like to herself and she likes to draw and chill and gothic little clothing and stuff So just definitely see why I love this um <laughs> And one day she's just chilling by herself, doing her thing when she gets kind of like interrupted by like the most popular dude in school who's like a model and he's like super like sweet and nice and everyone loves him and basically she's like, he's like, hey, like I like your art, whatever like, you know, whatever, he's trying to like do his little sweet thing and she's like, oh, thank you, like i'll leave i'll you know go away thank you for that thank you for liking now leave (laughs) but he clearly doesn't take the hint and decides that he wants to talk to her more and kind of ends up from there wanting to know more about her so he ends up uh, like kind of sneaking some peeks at her phone here and there and ends up finding out she always wanted to go to like it's sweets cafe that serve like these fluffy like super fluffy japanese pancakes which you guys don't want to talk about because y'all seen it i'm pretty sure y'all seen it first off i made one delicious anyways uh <laughs> she so he basically invites her to go because she never really goes places she doesn't even really have any friends to go with her so she's really like really really isolated it, it's really sad and uh he kind of invites her to go and she's just like Bro, I'm not going to lose this opportunity. You're not going to make me miss out on fucking snacks and sweets. I'm going, like... But she still tries to keep her distance. And he's trying to make it a date. She's not trying to make it a date. And she can't help it because he's being so sweet and so thoughtful. that Like, her walls come breaking down. And she kind of, like, admits to herself that she does have some kind of feelings for him. And this, unfortunately triggers a full-blown transformation because of course all her feelings manifest and she becomes you know a whole kaiju and that's where i'm up to right now and he's trying to get her to date him and it's complicated because she's not trying to when the mom's trying to intervene and she knows something she isn't telling and she's some kind of like biologist it's really like a little mystery and just a fuck ton of cuteness she ends up getting a best friend who's really into kaijus and get, wants to get smashed by a kaiju like and you might be asking smash like which way don't don't ask don't ask basically both <laughs> um, but yeah honestly i really want to continue on that series but i'm not sure because i have so many like releases coming out like um what's it called um what's coming out okay hell's paradise i'm definitely getting that volume it's coming out volume what is it nine let me check no volume 10 is coming out and if i'm not mistaken it only goes after volume 14 so i'm almost done with that um sweat and soap volume nine is coming out soon and i absolutely fucking love it Volume 7 of Living Room Masamine is coming out. Volume 6 of The Way of the House Husband. So many good volumes are coming out this month. I'm like, yo, y'all just trying to make me broke. Y'all just trying to keep me broke. Not to mention, I do kind of want to finish off the Daytime Shooting Star. Even though I've never read it, I have the whole series. Honestly, I think that one I'm just going to hold off to maybe write stuff as a sale. And if I can get it, then I will. Cause I'm like, I would have the whole series almost like, what am I missing? 10, 11, and 12, literally three fucking volumes. Like why the fuck not? It's not like my, like, uh, happy marriage for somebody to like eight volumes or wallflower where I'm missing like 12. So I might as well, right? But one thing at a time. And I also think Cutie and the Beast is being released soon. Oh, and Love and Focus, the Omnibus is being released on October. Which is definitely something I want to get because I've fallen in love with all the works and it's just, it is what it is at this point. But that's going to be one thing at a time. And honestly, I have a giant wedding coming up. Not my own. Um, and then here comes Christmas. Right around the motherfucking corner. And I want to get myself a new laptop because I fucking need a... I have this laptop for like over four years now. And I think... It's time to retire and get a new one. Which is going to be super exciting. I think I'm going to wait till Black Friday for that one. Oh, life is complicated, guys. Uh, so, I'm mean, this is going to be a chat at this point. I'm sorry, this is such a long episode. I haven't done a long episode in such a long time. Like, it's kind of crazy, right? but it's rainy it's shitty i'm not going to go outside so let me tell you what i've been up to so lately i've been up to like kind of purging things in my life so i've been purging a lot of clothes and like trying to like find a new job and it's been difficult (laughs) clearly because of like all the bullshit with unemployment like how they're taking it away from people and where i'm at like in new york so many people are becoming homeless like it's not even a fucking joke like there are people living on the streets and leaving to pennsylvania because they just can't afford to live here and then we're pending like another attack we all know it so people are afraid to go to manhattan it's a hot mess people are avoiding trying to find different routes to their jobs. It's just very concerning overall. But yeah, I was really organizing my books. And I, f- I ended up finding a lot more space um, as I'm playing Tetris and moving things around with my stuff. <laughs> but as you heard, it's hard when so many things is constantly being released. I think I'm going to make myself a new bookshelf because I made myself one, but it wasn't particularly very sound of structure because I'm not particularly Bob the Builder. Uh I wish it was though. I wish it was Bob the Builder. He could build You could build anything. Uh I'm more like Maria, the non-builder friend, who just says, Hey, you know, I would like this. Um <laughs> uh, I'm the creative mind behind Bob the Builder, but I, I can never be Bob pronouns will be he because I can never be him and yeah so I ended up collecting actually uh, volume one of Kamisama Kiss not because I actually wanted to collect the whole series but only because I wanted to have like one of my favorite pieces which is funny because when I watched it all over again I realized it's one of the few anime that has kind of aged relative like pretty gracefully Honestly, and compared to like, uh, or in high school, host club, and a lot of the ones back then, because as I'm realizing, a lot of things were very sexist. I'm gonna be rereading. I don't know happens. I do have a couple of the volumes, but something inside of me is kind of terrified that I'm gonna find a bunch of misogyny, even though I do, I do, I am aware that it's definitely something that came from like the late 80s slash early mid 90s time period but like i said certain things don't age very well like uh rascal does not rascal does not dream of bunny senpai honestly i have it but i just i really dislike it i really dislike it And know it just came out a couple years ago but holy shit that didn't even age well for what age it was at also looking at books like um, it, it's weird when you see certain like tropes like children tropes be put into like today's society because I, I was reading um. Tanaka and ha- Hana, Hara, Hara and it's still ongoing it's actually ongoing way longer than I thought it would and it definitely is trying to like bring those old, old like tropes back like the dating like an older dude and like but they're trying to like modernize it by making like the girls like really independent but they're still very home focused it's rare to see an anime like a, like a manga where like the female herself is like a hot mess like the only one like the only good real example of those i have two and it's like beauty is the beast which of course is one one ones that i highly highly recommend and the wallflower, absolute messes. I mean, the other ones are like they're either really like good in the careers or like really good in the home, but it's very hard to find one that's like, yeah, this bitch is just a fucking hot mess. But she finds love anyways. Those are hard to come by, like, <laughs> like those. Those are really hard to come by for some unknown reason, but. No, oh, you know it's also one of those um delinquent quite housewife, delinquent housewife. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good one, but it's definitely problematic. And I don't consider that a romance. I consider that a these are red flags. And if you see this in your partner, you should run the other way. But anyways, I think that's all for today. I don't want to drag on for too long. This has been a really long episode, so. Thank you for joining me. I hope you have a good day. Bye.